Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to NNC Sports powered by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Sam Phelan in for Zach Bingham today. Uh, make sure that you follow us on on all social media because we are Nashville's on-demand Sports Talk Network going live weekday mornings at 8 Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Links to the show all over our Twitter timeline segment by segment. And then hit us up on Instagram and TikTok uh, because we're going to have continued TikTok growth uh, moving forward as we get into the 2023 year too. So uh, get ready for that. But we got to thank our sponsors as they make things happen for us and they help out you guys. Like Wilson County Hyundai, if you're looking for a new ride this holiday season, whether it's for you, your spouse, your son or daughter, Wilson County Hyundai is a great spot uh, to start that process. WilsonCountyHyundai.com. The Bone and Joint Institute, BoneandJointTN.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care, BoneandJointTN.org. Farm Bureau Health Plans, get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans. It's better coverage, rates, and service. Learn more about a health plan for you, FBHP.com slash ATOZ and Hughes and Coleman injury lawyers, the official injury lawyers of the Tennessee Titans. If you've been injured in a car wreck, call them for a free case consultation, 800-800-4600. So Sam, set the stage that was yesterday's press conference. You mentioned Sunday in our post-game show. You kind of had an idea of where you wanted to go with your, with a question towards Mike Vrabel on Monday uh, and you're able to get that done after back-to-back losses and a 25-point loss uh, to the hands of the Philadelphia Eagles up on the road. Yeah, I mean, we have seen this shift in the Titans offense, right, where uh, you can't really rely on the running game like you have been to for the early part of the season. Teams are making it a point of emphasis to stop the run. So far, at least over the last three or four weeks, the Titans offensive line has not been able to find any answers And it's really not working with Derrick Henry. You're not giving him much of a chance, not much space to run at all. He's getting hit in the backfield. And when that happens, the Titans offense stalls out. So I talked to you after the game on the postgame show here uh, about how I felt like the Titans needed to answer some hard questions about their identity and whether or not that this is still their identity, if this identity can still work given the personnel and given the offensive line. And I was curious to hear what Mike Vrabel would say on the subject, because six weeks ago, you asked Mike Vrabel uh, why they're not passing more or whatever. He tells you, well, we're going to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Uh, And that was that. Well, now we've seen running the ball not work. So yesterday at the press conference, I asked Mike Vrabel, given the lack of space that has been there for Derrick Henry, Does the Titans offense need a shift in identity? Here's what the head coach had to say. With the lack of space that has been there for Derek over the last four weeks, do you think your offense needs a shift in identity? And is that possible to do this late into the season? Um, Yeah, I think you have to be careful. You know, what what identity would we want to go with? 
is, I guess, the, the question. You know, we have to understand what we think wins in this league. And I'm going to remind you that it's taking care of the football, it's, it's running the football, and it's being efficient when you pass it. And those are the three things for the past 25 years in this league um, that has won. And so that's what I want our identity to be um, because I know that that's what wins. And when we've won, uh, we've done those things. And so maybe we could have run the ball a little better. We didn't turn it over. Neither did they. So we didn't do enough defensively. We clearly didn't affect their quarterback. We had a 90-some rating. He had 130. So that, that's what I stand by. That's what I coach and teach every day. Uh, and that's what uh, I'm trying to get our team to do. So, so that, uh, yeah, Mike yeah. Rabel yesterday, pretty uh, straightforward with your – so what was your what was your takeaway from how he answered your question? Well, I think there's two big points he made. Number one is what other identity would we go with, which I think is the question – I think that's the biggest question of them all because anytime you want to criticize the Titans' identity, you have to look at what other options there are uh, given the personnel on this team. It's a big reason I've been very critical of John Robinson and Amy Adams Strunk over the past week or so. And that's why we talked in yesterday and on the postgame show about Greg Olson's comments regarding needing to be multidimensional as an offense and do multiple things well. We'll get more into that stuff tomorrow with John Robinson and the roster construction. But that was one point. And then number two, Austin, Mike Vrabel brings up a big point of what he feels wins in the NFL, a guy with over 25 years of experience in the league as a player and a coach. He has seen a lot of football, uh, and he diagnosed a couple of the things that he thinks builds a winning team. That's taking care of the football, running the football, not turning the ball over, uh, being efficient on defense. What's your reaction to that? I have some thoughts which we'll get into with our question, but what's your initial reaction when you heard Mike Vrabel's response? Yeah, I I guess, you know, it, it's frustrating because I saw some stats this morning uh, via Will Lomas on Twitter. So I want to uh, give him credit here. He said the Titans offense is so weird right now. When the Titans throw the ball, they're one of the most explosive passing offenses in the NFL. Tannehill is third in the NFL in 20-yard completions per attempt, and he's first in the NFL in 40-yard completions per attempt. Now, those are high for the Titans because they don't have the volume that most NFL teams have. Uh, Lomas continues on tw Twitter. Uh, he says, Chig Aconquo and Traylon Burks both have three receptions of 40-plus yards. Only five other teams in the NFL, Bengals, Chiefs, Broncos, Bills, and Dolphins, with multiple players that have that three-plus for 40-plus uh, as well. And, you know, if you remove the Broncos from that, aren't you wanting to kind of be uh, something like the Bengals, the Chiefs, the Bills, and the Dolphins <laughs> offensively? Uh, so then you've got that. And then speaking of Chig, uh, Lomas says he's the only tight end in the NFL with three receptions of 40-plus yards. Uh, and TJ Hawkinson is the only one with two. So, you know, they have all these efficiency numbers uh, when it comes to the passing game, but they're not going to it enough, I feel like. But then you look at the games the Titans win, and in the games the Titans win, Derrick Henry averages 4.3, 5.2, 3.6, 4.3, and, and 2.8 and 3.1, the last two uh, wins, right? But for the majority... When the Titans ripped off five consecutive wins uh, after going 0-2, Derrick Henry was averaging five yards a carry. 
And the last four games, he's averaging under three yards a carry. And they've struggled offensively uh, in the last four outside of what they did in Green Bay. So it's a conflicting situation with what the Titans have statistically. So I guess we need to ask this question to the audience. And we'll play the video again. Yeah. Do, Do you agree or disagree with Mike Vrabel's assessment of what wins in the NFL. Do you agree or disagree with Mike Vrabel's assessment for what wins in the NFL? And we'll get to your answers and play that video from Vrabel one more time. But first, I'm going to tell you guys about Farm Bureau Health Plans. I tell you what wins in your pocketbook. That's saving money on your health coverage. And just because you're saving money doesn't mean you're going to get worse coverage. No, you're going to get better coverage. Farm Bureau Health Plans does things uh, that not many other companies can do when it comes to health coverage that's give you better rates and better coverage and great service. They've been doing it and servicing Tennesseans for now over 75 years. So if you need health, dental, vision insurance uh, and coverage, go to Farm Bureau Health Plans. That's fbhp.com slash ATOZ. fbhp.com slash ATOZ. For Farm Bureau Health Plans, it's so easy to get on board with their family with 200-plus locations across the state, corner to corner, or just do it online, do it via phone, do it via Zoom. They can help you out as well. FBHP.com slash ATOZ. I'm coming off the bat, and I'm talking BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. They're powering today's show, and right now with BetMGM and the BetMGM app, you can get a risk-free bet up to $1,000 on pro football when you use the promo code A. T-O-Z Sports. I'm on BetMGM basically every weekend when I'm looking at college football, the NFL. I like to put a little bet here, a little bet there. Uh, Give me something to kind of root for and watch for when I'm watching the Titans game or really any other game. So uh, with exciting football down the stretch coming up, make sure you are placing your bets with BetMGM. And if it's on pro football, that bet is risk-free up to $1,000 when you use the promo code A. T-O-Z sports. All right. So we're asking the question, do you agree or disagree with Mike Vrabel's assessment of what wins in the NFL? I'm going to send Sam to the chat for you guys' answers on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. But first, let's play again the Vrabel answer to Sam's question from Monday. With the lack of space that has been there for Derek over the last four weeks, do you think your offense needs a shift in identity? And is that possible to do this late into the season? Um... Yeah, I think you have to be careful. You know, what what identity would, would we want to go with is, I guess, the the question. You know, we have to understand what we think wins in this league. And I'm going to remind you that it's taking care of the football, it's it's running the football, and it's being efficient when you pass it. And those are the three things for the past 25 years in this league um, that has won. And so that's what I want our identity to be. Um, because I know that that's what wins, and when we've won, uh, we've done those things. And so maybe we could have run the ball a little better. We didn't turn it over. Neither did they. So we didn't do enough defensively. We clearly didn't affect their quarterback. We had a 90-some rating. He had 130. So that that's what I stand by. That's what I coach and teach every day, uh, and that's what uh, I'm trying to get our team to do. Yep. So there it is. That's Mike Vrabel. So those are the things, right, that he thinks win in this league. If you listen back to him running the football, taking care of the football, uh, playing good defense, that 25 years of experience. So we're asking the question, do you agree or disagree with Mike Vrabel on the things that win? 
I'm heading into the chat here. Steven's going to disagree. Alan says agree. Luman says agree. Uh, David says agree. Matthew says agree. Denise says disagree. He sound like he's stuck in the mud. Xavier <laughs> says agree, but we haven't been efficient in the passing game. That was another one. Uh, efficient when passing. Um, disagree from Donald. Agree from Titans. Kyle says agree, but doesn't mean we have to be predictable or vanilla. Agree if you don't. If agree if you don't have a top ten QB from Bama Brad. Okay. Uh, disagree a real QB and good wide receiver win in today's NFL. The rules are set up for that. The Titans plan goes against the rules in place. That's from Michael Kobeck. Uh, agree from Deborah. Disagree from tall Texan. We're pretty split down the middle on this one. It seems yeah. like a pretty good debate here. Um, do you want to start? Do you want me to start? Do you agree or disagree with this Austin? Ah. Uh. So I, I think Mike Vrabel, and again, I think he's not wrong, right? Because I, I read off the stats uh, game by game for Derrick Henry's rushing yards. And again, uh, Brett Kern told Buck Rising, he kind of uh, gave the recipe, the secret recipe away when Brett Kern went on with Buck on the radio earlier this season that Mike Vrabel has three keys to a victory. Win the turnover margin, uh, win the rushing uh, yards battle, and the QBR and quarterback rating battle as well. Those are the three things. And if the Titans win two of those three, typically they win the game. And when you look at what's happened this season, the Titans are seven and five. They've they've won with that recipe because Derrick Henry was running well against the Raiders, the Colts, the Washington, the Colts, the Texans, and then uh, you know he ran well enough, I would say against the Packers because he had 87 yards and he threw a touchdown pass in that game too. But in the games they've lost, it's been ugly. Derrick Henry's rushed for 25 yards against the Bills, rushed for uh, 38 and 30 in the last two losses. He ran for uh, 82 in that loss against uh, the Giants earlier in the season um, as well. So, you know, Mike Vrabel's not wrong with what he's saying. This is how his team is set up to win in the NFL. Maybe not how the NFL can win right now. And I would say I would tweak something with what Vrabel said. Vrabel said turnovers, running the football, and efficient in the passing game. I think I would tweak it and say turnovers, efficient in the run game, and passing the football. Because the Titans have gotten into this spot where they're just being stubborn and running the football into the teeth of a defense that's not giving up any room. And then they're passing efficiently. So if they can run efficiently, then they're going to have a better chance to win games. I think they have to have a better balance of passing earlier and not just having to force feed the run early in games or just in general. And that's how they're losing leads. I, I think it's, so I, I have to agree with him because he's not wrong in what they've done. I would just make those small tweaks to his recipe. Yeah, so um, I do think it was a fair answer from Mike Vrabel and an honest answer from Mike Vrabel. I disagree pretty firmly with him. Uh, I think it, here's where Mike Vrabel goes wrong for me. 
He says, over the last 25 years, this is what has won. And he lists all of those things that we've been over. The NFL today is not the NFL NFL of 25 years ago. It's not the NFL of 10 years ago. What happened in 2010 and was successful to winning games uh, is not the same thing today. Today's game is built on what one of the comments said, passing quarterback to wide receiver relationships, big plays, superstars. Look at the teams that win now. Some of them do run the football, can run the football well. That's always part of being dynamic. The best teams are dynamic, but the teams that win are the teams that can throw and can hit the big play. It's a quarterback in a passing league first. The Eagles, we know they can run the ball. Jalen Hurts sat back and threw for almost 400 yards against the Tennessee Titans, and they have playmakers in A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. Kansas City, Yes, they've Patrick Mahomes. They've also invested in Tyreek Hill over the years and uh, Travis Kelsey, and they pass first. They hardly ever run the football. We saw that when the Titans played them is their run game can be non-existent. Sometimes they still find a way to have instant offense. Uh, the Rams last season win a Super Bowl without running the ball really at all. Cam Akers and Darrell Henderson didn't do much, but Matt Stafford had Cooper Cup and OBJ. The Bucks don't run the ball. Tom Brady can win Super Bowls. The Dolphins this year, they just said, okay, two is not the best, but if we go get Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle, and run a bunch of routes around in a circle, eventually we're going to get open and hit you for some big plays. They did that. And even the Vikings, you see the, what Justin Jefferson brings to that offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bills, like the teams that win are the teams that beat you in matchups. It's the teams that can win one-on-one that get the big play downfield and it comes down to the horses that you have. So I disagree with his notion of, of what wins in the NFL is running the ball and taking care of the football. Josh Allen throws more interceptions than anybody, but he makes plays. He makes more plays than anybody too. I think the league is adapted over the last 25 years, failing to recognize it uh, can be a little bit stuck in the mud sometimes. And while I think what the Titans have done has worked in the regular season, we haven't seen it really work in the playoffs consistently uh and as we're seeing uh, as this team changes and as the personnel changes your level of success with your current philosophy is dictated by that pretty greatly it's not working anymore i still think they need to find a way over the next off season to adapt to a modern day nfl and find a way to be more balanced yeah, absolutely. A to Z Sports here live on this Tuesday. A lot of you guys have figured it out, but Facebook, for whatever reason, uh, you know, the stream got interrupted. And I don't know why um, Facebook uh, is not working right now. It might be a Facebook issue. Uh, could be an issue with our streaming software, uh, but not really sure. But all you guys that are watching right now either figured it out or you're YouTube people. Uh, so appreciate you guys that watch on Facebook for flipping over uh, to YouTube. So hopefully we can get that figured out for what's going on. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, it's just, it's so difficult because the Titans don't, I don't even know if they've got the ability to change the identity like Vrabel is saying. Um, are they stuck in their ways? And that's why I think the title of the show is the Titans aren't changing and Mike Vrabel's willing to go down with a ship. And the thing is, the Titans division is so bad that they will get the gratitude uh, and validation of making the playoffs and say, Hey, it, it does work because the Titans have 
made the playoffs again when I think they're limiting what their ceiling is by being married and stuck with this identity. Yeah, I mean, it comes down to what we said yesterday, which is they can't win games in many different ways. Like, they have to play one style of football, and they have to play it one type of way. And when this is your identity, can it work and win you games? Yes. But you give yourself such a slim margin for error Mm -hmm. that – when the run blocking isn't quite there when Derek's not having his best day, or maybe it's just you commit one turnover on offense. And that's the difference between a win and a loss. So like it works if it's executed perfectly, the current Titans team is not built to execute perfectly, especially when they're playing some of the top teams in the national football league. Uh, And that is what the big play wide receiver or the, a multi-dimensional quarterback brings to an offense and to a successful team in today's NFL is the ability to bail you out when things aren't going to plan. I don't think the Titans have that right now. So yeah, th- I think Mike Vrabel was honest and, and it was a fair answer. And I don't want to get too hard on him for his sure. answer because it did come down to what the second part of my question is, is it possible to change at this point in time? And he said, Uh, I don't really know what other identity we would go with. And a big part of that has to do with the roster that has been given to Mike Vrabel for this season. Uh, But I do think there's a little bit of the NFL hasn't been the same for 25 years. And I think the Titans just need to acknowledge how the league has adapted and adapt with it because you adapt or you die. So that's where I'm at with the whole situation moving forward. You can't just stick to something that the league is telling you by results doesn't work. Yeah. And uh, I see Dom uh, having a comment there on on YouTube. Everybody's on YouTube or Twitch right now. Uh, But Dom says one penalty ruins a drive for this team. One that's how, you know, they're one dimensional and and it's really not even a penalty. Like a penalty absolutely shoots the drive in the foot, but one negative play, one, bad play of zero or or one yard gain really puts this team in a spot where there is very slim margin of error, Sam, like you're saying here. So let's ask this question and get everybody back involved here. Streaming live on YouTube and Twitch today. Something happened with Facebook about 18 minutes in the show. Not really sure what that is, but we'll work on that. And hopefully that won't continue throughout the day and also into the week. But how confident are you? that the Titans can right the ship after back-to-back losses. Let's do this one through 10. How confident are you that the Titans can right the ship after back-to-back losses, one through 10? But first, Sam, tell everybody about Hughes and Coleman. Yep, Hughes and Coleman injury lawyers are the official injury lawyers of the Tennessee Titans. If you've been injured in a car wreck, you need to call Hughes and Coleman for a free case consultation. And the phone number to do that is about as easy as it gets. That's 800 800 4,600 for Hughes and Coleman. They have the resources to fight the insurances, insurance companies for you and every dollar you deserve, they can get for you. So if a lot of people don't have the resources to fight the fight, that's why you need Hughes and Coleman and somebody to do that for you. If you've been injured in a car wreck, Hughes and Coleman has recovered over $1 billion for clients just like you in Tennessee and Kentucky over the years. Uh, so for a free case consultation, that's 800-800-4600. Hughes and Coleman Injury Lawyers, Principal Office, Nashville, Tennessee. 
Also, download the BetMGM app. Use our code ATOZ Sports. You get a risk free bet on pro football up to $1,000. It's almost that playoff push time. So, a lot of opportunity. Teams start to tank, and other teams are getting ready to set themselves up for a big January. So, it's a great time to jump on the BetMGM train. And again, when you sign up, use our code ATOZ Sports. You make your first deposit, and boom, that first bet on pro football is risk free. Up to $1,000. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older. Tennessee only new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification. Eligible requirements. Wars issued at knowledge of all free bets. Check credit. For bets expiring seven days. For problem game support, call Tennessee Redline 800-889-9789. So we're asking the question now, Sam, and I'll send you to the chat. What is your confidence? How confident are you that the Titans can right the ship after back-to-back losses? And we're going to do this on a 1 through 10 scale. All right. We got Steven at a 1. Will is at a 1. David, Mr. Optimist, coming in with an eight. Uh, Mikkel with a two. Oscar with a three. Jonathan with a one. Jay Jones with a three. Tighten up with a four. Andre, here's the pessimist. Zero and I, zero, I don't want them to. I don't get the logic behind not wanting them to turn it around. That feels like a good thing. Uh, Sohan has a nine. Uh, Jeffrey has a two. Dom has a seven. Xavier has an eight. Bama has three. Mr. Jones with a 10. Aaron Goff with a 10. Luman says 8.47. Uh, Jonathan Hernandez with a two. We got a two. We got a one. We got a seven. Uh, we have another 10. Three, four, nine, seven, two. Austin, another one. We are all over the place here. What is your confidence level that the Tennessee Titans can turn this thing around by the end of the season? Uh, hmm, what is tur- what is considered turning it around? That's the question. Yeah. How do you answer question. that question, Sam? I think you have to. You're sitting at seven and five. Yeah. I think you have to win ten games and win a playoff game. Okay, winning a playoff game. All right, because we we need to preface this. This this question is derived from a question asked of Mike Vrabel on what they need to do going forward. He was just adamant, we need to play our best football late. It was how he clarified the crossroads answer that we talked about yesterday on the show. He says, we're at a crossroads right now. Well, yesterday he clarified for the media what he meant. And he says, I just mean, we have to decide how much we're going to buy in to see where this season goes. And we're at a critical point to see, do we play our best football late or do we just kind of uh, fizzle out here late in the season? Uh, he says, typically through November and December, the Tennessee Titans, while I've been here, have always got it right and played their best ball late. That has been a characteristic of this. We have to do that. That is our job. So that's what we're coming from is can they play their best ball late and turn this thing around? They've done it before. This feels maybe a little bit different than seasons past in terms of the the momentum they've had going into this. So I would say you go three and two to finish off the season and then you win a playoff game like that feels like playing your best football late. I think that's how I define turning it around. Okay, I think I can buy that. So what's my confidence so that the Titans can win a playoff game? 
two weeks ago after that Packers game, if you, I think Zach and I talked about this going into Thanksgiving break where uh, I felt good about where the Titans were at. And then it's just been gross, you know, 26 total points scored against the the Bengals and uh, the Eagles. And I, I just really, I really don't have that confidence in what this, in what this offense can do. It's all about the offense and how long is Traylon Burks going to be out. I think, Sam, I'm probably at a four. I think I'm at a four. My confidence all in the Titans winning a playoff game right now, after the last two weeks, I'm a lot lower than where I was, you know, right after that Packers game. Yeah, I think your number's pretty good. I'm probably at a three. Like, I'm right in the same area. And, and the biggest reason why, Austin, is the matchup and what they're looking at. Because – with this loss, with an ugly win from the Baltimore Ravens uh, on Sunday, the Titans are now in the number four spot at seven and five. They're the would be the number four seed. They're still hosting a playoff game. That's going to happen regardless because they're going to win the AFC South. Fingers crossed, at least. We assume that that's going to happen, that they'll finish out uh, with at least some uh, some wins here. But it comes down to who you're looking at in that five spot. And right now it's probably the loser of the AFC East or the second place team in the AFC East. And I don't feel good going against Miami or Buffalo because they both have the thing that I just talked about is they have the dynamic quarterbacks with the big play weapons down the field that have given the Titans defense issues. We saw Buffalo and what they did to the Titans run game in week two uh, and, and Miami's only getting stronger on their defensive front. They went out and got Bradley Chubb. Like these are two really creative, strong head coaches with dynamic rosters. I don't like that head to head matchup for the Titans. And so if you're looking at being the number four seed and playing Miami or Buffalo in the first round, yikes that like or, that's where or, huh? or Cincinnati. Cincinnati, it feels like, like, I know they've had your number, but I, I don't feel like you're ever not going to be able to play a tight game with Cincinnati. Okay. So maybe you fix some of the problems and make a couple tweaks and you get on the right side of that one. But if it's the AFC East loser, I have a lot of concerns. I have right. a lot of concerns. Like those are two teams that are probably dark horses to win the AFC that you then have to deal with in the first round. And their strengths just do not match up with your weaknesses. Yeah, Andre uh, adds to the uh, Sam Lunch Money Fund, which so lunch today is on you, right? <laughs> lunch is on me tonight when we go to Thai. No, I wrote it, it no, down. Lunch is, lunch is on us. Lunch is on A to Z, so don't worry about that. But Andre says he's looking past this year. Playoffs are a lock, so start the young guys and get rest of the year. Uh, aren't making a Super Bowl run or even a deep playoff run. So Andre is a little more pessimistic. Um, on that, and then Philip says each game requires a different strategy. Belichick didn't use one strategy to exploit weaknesses, uh, but the same, you know, some games they throw 40 times, and others they will run the ball 40 times. Can't be one dimensional, and I think that's a frustration with the Titans that you know yeah. uh, that they're stuck in that one spot and they can't really shift out of it um, when they might have to. So, yeah, it comes back to that what we talked about yesterday with the Greg Olson comments and the whole idea of like you don't have to be the Dolphins or the Bills at all times where you can run the ball or like the Eagles even where you can run the ball for 300 yards and then also throw for 400 yards the next week. That's mm -hmm. an extreme example. 
but you do have to be able to do some things well that are away from your identity, quote unquote. So when you have Derrick Henry and he's your bell cow and he's who you run your offense through, it did help to have A.J. Brown down the field that you could say, oh, maybe A.J. will just come down, make a catch and get us 40 yards real quick. Like yeah. that helps your offense. And Traylon Burks has started to turn into that. Chigakonkwo has started to turn into that a little bit. But those guys are still rookies. They're still growing. That like They're not at the same point that these – all pro caliber weapons around the NFL are. And that's a big difference is just you'd like to have one or two things that you can still do well, that you can turn to when things go poorly with your bread and butter right now. I don't see what they turn to when things go poorly with the bread and butter. And it's why they're stuck in their ways. One dimensional, all of these adjectives. And that's why they're losing football games. Yep. No doubt. And then I did see this, uh, from Jerome on Facebook. By the way, Facebook's back. I figured out how to get Facebook back. Middle oh, there of the we show. go. So if there was a moment where it's, it looked like I wasn't listening to Sam, it's because I wasn't listening to Sam because I was figuring out how to reconnect Facebook. So I Facebook is back. <laughs> Jerome says, I read the Titans are trying someone else out at left tackle. How true is it and who is it? So that's actually, Jerome, the next topic we have on the docket where Mike Vrabel uh, does have a couple Titans players that could help this offense get back on track. So we'll talk about them here in a second and tell you about that potential left tackle again. Uh, but first, let me tell you guys about the Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever you get hurt in life, it's easy to know where to go. It's not it's not too easy to get back on track because it does take some of your effort to get back into work and rehab and everything. But the Bone and Joint Institute, they will make it easy on you because they have a specialist, a doctor that knows exactly what to do and how to deal with whatever injury you have and a state-of-the-art rehab facility with a great staff as well for that for that too uh, in Franklin. Boneandjointtn.org. Once again, boneandjointtn.org. Today's show is powered by BetMGM. BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks because they are offering you a risk-free bet up to $1,000 on pro football with the promo code ATOZ Sports. Make a pick this weekend on the NFL and make sure you are putting that in with BetMGM and using our promo code ATOZ Sports so that your bet can be risk-free up to $1,000. You place it. If it doesn't work, no worries. You get the money back in the account with another chance to win. No reason not to do it when it's risk-free. That's BetMGM.com and the BetMGM app. All right, so asking uh, now, or actually not asking you guys a question, just talking to you guys about uh, two Titans players that could help this offense. So let's go back to Mike Rabel's press conference from Monday to hear what he had to say. Are lineup changes potentially on the table at this juncture? Well, I mean, I think we'll look at everything. I, you know, I just, we only have so many guys at this point in time. We have uh, a lot of guys on um, on injured reserve. We have guys that you know, probably may or may not come back this week. We'll see. Uh, where we are with Racy uh, and Josh Thompson, those guys could could potentially be back. Uh, their time is is up, and you know Racy's been working hard um, to try to get back. So, you know, we'll see where those guys are this week and and what we can do with. So there's Vrabel there. He brought up Racy McMath and Josh Thompson. Josh Thompson, a defensive back, uh, but Racy McMath is somebody that everybody's been talking about and asking about because. Sam, we saw it at training camp. Racing McMath was a legitimate 
explosive threat down the field in this offense. And he and Tannehill had something going pretty well. Uh, so what do you think there? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, – I don't know what Racy McMath has in the tank. Like, I don't know how – even if he had stayed healthy for the entire season, I don't know how his big training camp would have translated to – NFL game action but at this point all hands on deck like the Titans had three wide receivers available at one point in the game on Sunday and uh, CJ board who worked very hard throughout the week to get prepared just in case he was needed hadn't taken an offensive snap all season so like they have been really really strapped for bodies at this point and potential playmakers and if Racy McMath is able to be on the field just give you some speed and a potential deep threat, hopefully, that makes defenses respect him down the field. I think it's a win for the Titans offense. I don't know how much he has. I don't expect him to come in and have the impact that, say, Traylon Burks has had over the last couple of weeks. That's not a realistic expectation. But can he add just another little element to maybe free up space for Robert Woods or whoever else is on the field and make a defense respect the Titans deep passing game. Yeah. And Vrabel brought up the names that are on uh, injured reserve. It's a long list. Like we know Lawan and Harold Landry, they've been done for the year. AJ Moore and, uh, and Trenton Cannon were also done for the year early in this season too. And they haven't been without those guys for a, a long, long time. Then you've got guys like Kyle Phillips, who was a training camp, uh, impact player, Caleb Farley. We know that situation. Zach Cunningham, a starter. Uh, then a lot of depth pieces like Jamarco Jones. Like If Jamarco Jones was available this year, would, would he be able to help out the Titans' offensive line? But he's been on IR, I think, since camp broke, Sam. I don't remember exactly when Jamarco Jones went on IR, but he didn't exactly have a good training camp either. But again, he's a, a body that's played five years in the NFL that could help something. Because right now, Raven Clark is the only option that the Titans have outside of Dennis Daly. Yep. Paul Kaharski was trying to do his best investive journal, investigative journalism by saying, Hey, you know, the Titans have signed 16 defensive backs to come in and help try to fix this problem, but they won't do the same type of churning on the roster and offensive line. And, you know, if I saw Paul in person, I'm like, yo, Paul, I, I, Defensive backs and offensive line, defensive backs and, and left tackle, it's not the same. And, and and Paul knows this, but you know you can sign a defensive back and have them come in and say, hey, play man. Hey, you play cover three. You got the deep third or you're playing the underneath zone here and there. And that stuff translates. But you can't just find a dude you know, from another team's practice squad or off the street somewhere to come in and play left tackle next to Aaron Brewer or Jeff Swaim or Hooper or Chig at tight end and be able to pick up the calls. Like, offensive line just doesn't work that way. And so the Titans are stuck with Dennis Daly, who is now up for worst Titan ever compared to Will Svitek. Uh, and then Raven Clark, who's not been very good in his NFL career either. Well, look, I... I'd be fine with signing a left tackle and doing the basic uh, what you said that you could do with DBs is just stick them out there and say, hey, block like the guy. Yeah, but in like, front that's of you. Not, that, but no, I, I know what you mean. But like Dennis Daly has been such a liability in a lot of different ways that it feels like it can't get much worse. I know Mike Vrabel has said, look, it's not all bad with some of the people you guys don't think are playing well. 
but it does really feel like he has been detrimental. And uh, he wasn't mentioned in that video, but let's talk LaRaven Clark because Mike Vrabel did say in the press conference that Clark would have an opportunity to compete for the starting left tackle job this week. So for uh, C-Dub, who says our biggest need is the left side of the O-line, OMG, it's terrible. There could be a change in the O-line coming. So the Titans signed, a lot of people said, I don't know who he is. Titans signed LaRaven Clark back in late September after week, I want to say three or four. They signed him off of the Eagles, uh, funny enough. Practice squad to the 53. Played in 51 career NFL games with both the Colts and the Eagles. He had six starts at left tackle, six starts at right guard, and four starts at right tackle in his NFL career. He was a third-round draft pick by the Colts in 2015 out of Texas Tech. So there's the background on the Raven Clark. He has been with the Titans for almost the entire season, uh, and we have not seen him so far this season. It's been Dennis Daly, Dennis Daly, Dennis Daly, and now finally after a really poor performance by Daly, Mike Vrabel says Raven Clark might be a guy to rotate in there. LaRaven Clark is not very good. He's just not. And I'll I'll send Titans fans down memory lane um, a little bit. Uh, and it's, it's I, I believe it was last year when the Titans were playing at Indianapolis. Uh, it wasn't last year. It was two years ago. The Titans were playing at Indianapolis in the 2020 NFL season and Harold Landry had himself a day. Harold Landry helped the Titans uh, beat the Colts 34 to 17. Um, and it's because he was dominating LaRaven Clark nonstop all day long as LaRaven Clark was the, the fill in left tackle for the Colts that day. LaRaven Clark is not very good. And Dennis Daly is terrible. We've seen that. I just don't know if swapping one bad left tackle for another one is going to do anything. So, I, yeah, I, just, I mean, I, I that's the situation you're in. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm with you. It's not necessarily the one you want to be in where it's find some find another option. Anybody. But that's what we've been saying is anybody else. Well, here's somebody else. So, We'll see. Danny, uh, appreciate Danny uh, coming in here, giving a dinner on him, uh, saying, Ooh. how the heck do we think three receivers, uh, do we think with three receivers, we can try and get away from the current identity? You can't move on without the personnel to do so. Danny, this is what we're going to talk about tomorrow pretty heavily because it, it comes down. The thing that we haven't talked about over the last couple of days is general manager John Robinson and, and some of the big misses that he's had and some of the odd decisions that he has made with the 53-man roster uh, that kind of leave Mike Vrabel in a tough spot where we've I've said, we've seen some of the you in the chat have said, I don't think the Titans have the horses right now. Uh, and it's just very questionable decision making that puts him and this team in a box. So we're gonna we're gonna go into a deep dive on John Robinson, 
and some of the most questionable choices he has made with this roster construction to put the Titans in the spot. And where do you go from here? How do you move on next season uh, to a different sort of identity or find a way to be a more productive and dynamic offense when you've got more money coming for Ryan Tannehill and you still have uh, Derrick Henry making a big lump of money and your offensive line is getting even more depleted with Nate Davis. Nate Davis is a free agent. Taylor Luan is a free agent. He had a lot of decisions to make. Uh, so we'll go over all of that tomorrow, but appreciate the, the, the comment there in the super chat. Absolutely. It is these sports here live on this Tuesday. It is time for Tuesday sports trivia. We've got five questions coming up <clears throat> that we will get to today. Tuesday sports trivia. But first, let me tell you guys uh, about our friends at Wilson County Hyundai, wilsoncountyhyundai.com. Uh, that is where you should turn for your brand new ride, especially this holiday season. So go check them out in Lebanon. Go see Payne Bone and his team at Wilson County Hyundai because they'll help you out find the right ride for the right price for this holiday season. If you're looking for a gift or a new ride for your spouse, uh, for uh, maybe your son or daughter, that new 16-year-old, they've got that product right there. And the Hyundai is a super safe brand because they've got top-notch technology, the self-parking. So if you don't trust your, your soon-to-be 16-year-old to be able to park, buy him a car that parks for him. You know, that's that's one way to do it in the intermediate, I guess, as you have more time uh, to teach and to, to coach there. But WilsonCountyHyundai.com is where to go. Today's show is powered by BetMGM. Uh, BetMGM is offering a risk-free bet up to $1,000 on pro football with the promo code ATOZ Sports on the BetMGM app. If you place this bet and it doesn't hit, as we uh, have all probably experienced before in the betting world, no problem with BetMGM because with risk-free, that money goes back into your account and you have another chance to win some money. So uh, you get double the fun, double the chances with it. BetMGM, risk-free bet up to $1,000 on promo pro football. Use the promo code ATOZ Sports on the app. Tuesday Sports Trivia here on the show. We've uh, cut in half our trivia questions for time. So we're doing five questions today. And Sam, uh, I have, I think, some pretty interesting um, football trivia. It's not necessarily just NFL, but it's mostly NFL, but it's got a little college uh, 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 you know, swagger to it here. But first question. Who was the first NFL quarterback to pass for over 400 yards in three consecutive games? Oh, the, the first NFL quarterback to pass for over 400 yards in three consecutive games. Our options are Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Ryan Fitzpatrick, or Dan Fouts. So you're going to have to be the, the eyes on the chat here. Again, the one rule we have is no Googling at all. Yeah. But that first quarterback to go for 403 consecutive games, Brady, um, Fitzpatrick, Fouts, or Mahomes? We've got, let's see. The chat's pretty torn here. I'm seeing a lot of Dan Fouts, uh, a couple Fitzpatricks. I, I don't know much about Dan Fouts. Or well, Fouts is definitely the first 
um, of these four, right? Yeah, in he's the first of the, order. Yeah, he's the first of the four, but I feel like it's a passing league that has. Do you have thoughts on it at all? I mean, the I Chargers, mean, the Chargers threw up. If it's a not, lot of yards. we're getting a lot of Ryan Fitzpatrick's, which I kind of felt like was a decent answer. Mm-hmm. But also, I feel like I would have heard that if it was Ryan Fitzpatrick. Like that's kind of. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's Brady. I think we can roll. I don't out think Brady. it's Brady either. I don't think it's Mahomes. I think it's either Fouts or Fitzpatrick. That seems to be the consensus with the chat. Uh, Chris says Fitzmagic. One of these is not like the others. That's kind of where I am with it. You want to go these with is not like the other. We're gonna go with Fitzmagic. Yeah, I think uh, I think I'm. But would he have like started? Ryan Fitzpatrick is like never really even a starter. Whatever. Yeah, we're going to go with that. Ryan Fitzpatrick, final A to Z. All right. We got that in. All right. We're, we don't know the answer yet. Though. Oh, no. Okay. Okay. So, uh, before becoming the San Francisco 49ers head coach in 2011, Jim Harbaugh had an NFL career as a quarterback from 1987 to 2000. He threw 129 touchdowns. Four quarterbacks who became NFL head coaches after retiring as players had more touchdown passes than him. Who was not one of them? How many touchdowns? So 129 touchdown passes by Harbaugh. Okay. Who, which future head coach had less okay. than uh, 129? Sammy Baugh, Bob Waterfield. Norm Van Brocklin or Bart Starr? Well, I think it's one of the first two. I think Sammy Balls has has more. I don't think it's Norm or Bart Starr. Bob Waterfield. I have no. I don't idea. know who I've, that is. I've never heard of that. Name. What kind of questions are you pulling here? I've never heard of this guy. Bob Waterfield, you've never heard of I've never heard of him as a quarterback or a coach. So No, I've never heard of Bob Waterfield. All right, so you want to go with Bob Waterfield? Sure, because yeah, I don't know who he is. Okay. I think this is an interesting question. We've right. locked in Bob Waterfield, by the way. Three of the following scores are among the rarest outcomes in the NFL scores. Okay. Which score of these four? is most common. Okay. I okay. like this. I like this. 46 to 9. Oh, 50... wait, you're Oh, you're giving me like scoregamis. Oh, yeah. My yeah. What the heck? Okay. Go ahead. All right, sorry. 46 to 9. Okay. 50 to 28. 66 0. 20 to 17. Okay. Well, it my it thought. To, there's no way it's not twenty to seventeen. That's what I was thinking, but it's almost like way too easy. I mean, if it is that, it has to like that is way too easy. But it should be twenty to seventeen. Is it? Is it too easy? You or cannot you tell me else? that. Like Dom says, trick question. Maybe, but like you can't tell me 50 to 28 has happened more times than 20 to 17. 
That's what I was thinking, man. I, I, it has to be that. But All but right. again, this is saying that 20 to 17 is among the rarest of final scores, which blows my mind. No, it's saying three of the four of them are. No, it's saying it's saying, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. So 20 to 17. That we're going 2017. If that one's wrong, I'll do two magic buckets this week. <laughs> well, you're not even on the show Thursday. So well, big, that's big, why I did uh, it. I, I'm taking a, page of, taking a page <laughs> out of Zach's book. I'm committing to things I'm not going to be at. Oh, that's that's funny. All right. Uh, two of these college quarterbacks have started and won four straight BCS bowl games. Who are they? Two of these college quarterbacks have started and won Four straight BCS bowl games. Who are they? So the options are Peyton Manning and John Elway together, right? So these are together. Okay. okay. Manning and Elway, Landry Jones and Joe Namath. Okay. Pat White and EJ Manuel, Tim Tebow and Joe Burrow. So it's not Tebow and Burrow. It's not Tebow and Burrow. Burrow it, only started like one year. It's not Peyton and Elway because Peyton lost in the Orange Bowl in his last college game as a senior. Have the sweatshirt from it. I like the EJ Manuel and Pat White. That's what I think too. Because West Virginia was really good. And so was Florida State. So... And the BCS like every, wasn't around for Namath. Every year, EJ Man would EJ Manuel have started four straight though? Yeah, he started a long time. As did Pat White. They that both was right were. in an era of like I know Pat White did, but like that was right in an era of kind of maybe he was sandwiched in between a lot of top quarterbacks, but because he was right before Jameis. So did they have EJ Manuel for four years before well, Jameis got there? Well, because Christian Ponder was before EJ Manuel, and Christian maybe Christian Ponder didn't start in a bowl game one year. It's gotta, it's gotta be EJ Manuel and Pat White. It has to be. All right. So well, we're gonna go with that one. Uh, I mean, we'll do that. I that's the only thing that makes me nervous is EJ sandwiched between Ponder and Jameis, and but all right, we'll go with it. Pond, well, Ponder was the. Jake Locker draft, which was 2011. Jameis. Okay, was, well then no, then no, because Jameis got picked in 2013, 2015. Oh, was it that late? Or 14? Yeah. Oh, because I guess he was the Mariota draft. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, uh, so you're talking about it's 12, 13, 14. So maybe EJ Manuel. It's got to be because he wouldn't have started one of the. Oh, no, 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 no. It's, they it's went the, to the it, Natty. It's the 11 season. The 11 season, 12 season, 13 season, 14 season for EJ Manuel. That's that's the correct answer. Pat White and EJ Manuel. Hang on. Hear me out. Hear me out. Okay. Did EJ Manuel start the – I thought wasn't Jameis the one that started the Orange Bowl against Northern Illinois? And then he also went to the national championship. So that's two years of Jameis. Unless I'm mistaken and EJ started that Orange Bowl and I'm mixing them up. 
You know what? Let's let's roll with it. I, I don't think know. I think I might be mixing them up. Let's just go with it. Okay. EJ Manuel and Pat White. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. It took last, us a while to get there, but we yeah. got there. So, um, last question. Which college player was the first to ever rush for 20 touchdowns and pass for 30 touchdowns in one season? Rush for 20, pass for 30 in one season. Which NFL player? College. Oh, I was going to say, geez. I feel like I would have heard of this guy. <laughs> like, Tebow. Right. Yeah. Johnny Manziel. No. Cam Newton. Maybe. Steve McNair. Rush for 20. McNair's interesting because. Row for 30. McNair wasn't playing power five like gauntlet, but I feel like it's got to be Tebow. Because it's the first. Right. So he would have been before Cam. Yep. Did McNair do it is the question. I don't know if McNair threw for 30. Just like, I feel like his stats, like he could have padded the stats. Yeah, but he also probably played less games in a season. That's true. I don't know. Uh, I feel like Tebow is the safe answer. Uh, chat is pretty heavy on Tebow with a few McNairs. Um, Eric says Lamar Jackson, who's not an option. I think, uh, it's, I think Lucas, we go Tebow. Lucas says no McNair is not it. Yeah, I didn't think so. McNair didn't Nick, throw and then Nick says McNair was Air McNair for a reason. Yeah, I know that, but um, but he 30 touchdown passes, you know, in early 90s college football when they were only playing like 11 games. I don't think that's what he was doing. All right, let's go with Tim Tebow. All right, Tim Tebow, final A to Z. We're locking in Tim Tebow. Okay, so I gotta submit the answers. I don't I don't know if I feel great about this. I did we I like uh, some of the guys on the first couple questions were yeah and for whatever reason Facebook messed up again. I don't know what the hell is going on with Facebook, but I'm sorry for everybody that's watching on Facebook. I don't know why Facebook keeps disconnecting, but hopefully that won't become an issue uh, as we move on, but that's why we have uh, YouTube and Twitch too. All right, here we go. Who is the first NFL quarterback to pass for over 400 yards in three consecutive games? We answered with Ryan Fitzpatrick. We were correct. Ryan Fitzpatrick did it in 2018 playing for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Week one, that was when Fitzmagic was like born. Yeah, it was, like, yeah. Like, well, that was really when it, it had its resurgence. Well, he didn't really have the nickname Fitzmagic until uh, he was walking in with like those those dress shirts and the sunglasses with like the, with the chest hair. Yeah. yeah I mean, that was, that was prime Ryan Fitzpatrick, despite being like 36 at the time. Right. Right. So uh, four quarterbacks who became NFL head coaches after retirings had, as players had more touchdown passes than Jim Harbaugh's 129, who was not one of them with more than Harbaugh. We answered Bob Waterfield, we were correct. Bob Waterfield coached uh, the LA Rams from 1960 to 62 and only had 97 career touchdown passes. Sammy Baugh had 187. Norm Van Brocklin had 173. And Bart Starr threw for 152. So we are 2-0 to start that. 
Next, three of the following scores are amongst the rarest outcomes of pro football scores. Which score, though, is one of the most common scores? We answered 20 to 17, and that was correct. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Phew. Wasn't that? I mean, that's uh, that question's too easy. I, I misread it, um, which is why I asked it because I thought it was going to be good. Oh. No, so that's no. that's on me. Uh, two of these college quarterbacks have started and won four straight BCS bowl games. Who are they? We answered Pat White and EJ Manuel, and we were correct. And only 39% of people got this right. We are in that 39%. So Pat White, um, let's see wh- where the stats are. EJ Manuel's four consecutive bowl victories were against West Virginia in 2010. Uh, then he did do the Northern Illinois one. Yep. He did. Yep. It, Cause it says uh, West Virginia, maybe uh, West Virginia, the Gator bowl, Chick-fil-A bowl, champ sports bowl and orange bowl over Northern Illinois. Yep. Pat white. Uh, let's see. Pat white led the Mountaineers over. Yeah. So he went to, he went sugar bowl, Gator bowl. And then, Fiesta Bowl, and I'm missing one other thing, but Pat White did it too. All right. Uh, which college player was the first to ever rush for 20 touchdowns and throw for 30 in one season? We guessed Tim Tebow, and that was correct. And All right. I was wrong about something. In 1994, Steve Air McNair. Yeah, man. Had 47 passing touchdowns, but just nine rushing. Oh yeah. See, I told you, man, he was padding those stats against the, uh, the lower competition. I didn't realize that that he threw that many. I thought he ran for some. Yeah. I mean, he got the nickname for a reason as the chat, uh, yeah. Pointed out, but Alcorn state or like robbed of a Heisman at Alcorn state. All right. So we went five and oh, how about that? We did it in uh, a good way to get through, uh, this trivia session. So we will be see you guys tomorrow on a Wednesday morning. Buck Rising will be live uh, for uh, tonight's A to Z Sports Primetime. Hopefully we can figure out what the heck's going on with our Facebook inconsistency, but uh, we'll be live later on today. And we'll see you guys then. Appreciate it as always. And while you're watching here on YouTube, always make sure you give the show a like and like the show before you go. Subscribe to the channel as well. And we'll talk to you guys later on. Appreciate it as always.